0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to an episode of These Are The Voyages. I'm the fleet captain still, I think. It's still kind of dodgy. It's up in the air. It's fine. Um, and joining me for all this dodginess and um, the animated uh, discussion that I'm sure we're going to be having on this episode, my dear friends and colleagues, fellow officers, and just animated people in general, Commander Eric and Lieutenant Commander
1: David. Hi. Yay! It happened. It's here. <laughs> it's... <laughs> this thing happened. <laughs> yeah, this collabs. Thing.
2: Collabs. You never know. You didn't want, or maybe you did. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So um, I think this is this kind of took us um, all by surprise for the most part. Um, I don't think there really needs to be too much uh, jibber jabber about how our week was because in reality it's only been a few days since we did our last episode discussion because this Mm -hmm. one was a surprise (laughs) Um, surprise
1: yay
0: Um, yeah major uh, major surprise like we knew that there was going to be like some kind of like um, I think special screening or something at San Diego Comic Con which is um, has just happened or is happening. I don't know how that dang thing works, but you know whatever. And then boom, um, it breaks like on the Twitter and like the news stuffs. Like hey, everyone gets to watch it early. You get an episode and you get an episode.
1: Everyone gets an episode. But we didn't just get an episode. We got we got a, a lower deck season four premiere date, September seventh. Yep. Right, mm-hmm. so there's gonna be, I guess, two weeks, or and now three with this whole schedule, three weeks of no, no episodes before we get back into it, and we got a Discovery season five, the final season, sneak preview, yeah. clip. It, it was there.
0: It was there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And we also figured out. We got a clip and got an idea of what this magnificent episode nine that Anson Mount was hyping up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the, it's a
0: musical episode. So hyped! <laughs> oh come on, you're you're not a big musical fan. Like you you weren't into like Glee or Zoe's Extraordinary or whatever it was called playlist or something. No. no. Oh, no. No Broadway musical
1: stuff. You know, like Mis <clears throat> with Hugh Jackman. Saying all the way through.
2: I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I, I mean, I understand like a lot of people really, really enjoy theater and stuff like that. Yeah. And some of it, sure. I, I mean, I can get behind, but I, I can't I can't really act like I'm excited about a musical ex- episode of Star Trek.
0: Hopefully they prove me wrong. Maybe I really like it. I don't know. I kind of figured, like, with the name of the episode, like, a while back, that was going to be some kind of musical thing, like, with how they were kind of, like, talking about it. And um, it honestly reminded me of, like, both the idea before the trailer dropped and after the trailer dropped. It reminded me of... An episode of I'm going way back and all my 90s kids are gonna know know what I'm talking about I think there's an episode of Power Rangers Zeo where one of the um, the monsters makes um, Tommy and um, oh who was the other one Tanya the, the these two Rangers they can only sing and they, they sing terribly by the way but they sing throughout the entire time including, like, doing their morph, and it's it's gloriously awful. But that's exactly
2: what it reminded me of. Um, Isn't I'm, that I'm, the problem? It just winds up being awful? You just have to put another descriptive word before it? Like, glorious or gloriously?
1: Like, it's still awful, but it was gloriously awful. So it was it's worse like than just awful? It's like you don't put any other adjectives in front of the word unique. Because it doesn't... The word unique doesn't need other adjectives like this is singularly unique can it be uniquely unique no <laughs> number one rule of writing according to stephen king eliminate all unnecessary words
0: you sound like my dissertation chair
1: <laughs> i i a reason <laughs> stop it <laughs> oh, wow oh, stop it did i quantum leap into his body
0: <laughs> hmm, did
1: i break Chase?
0: maybe no i like i okay
1: yeah it's fine it's fine
0: i just wanted to like there was one particular word i really wanted to incorporate in like my 200 some odd pages of writing and she just she knew it and she kept saying no 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 And it was just the word prodigious like i just wanted to have like just a word like that was like The one word i was just trying to like incorporate in like 200 pages of writing but no we can't have prodigious showing up somewhere
1: that's all right i tried i tried to write a math paper and use the variable a and use the variable alpha and my thesis advisor was like i don't understand you're using the same variable for two different things here you can't have a's and alphas I
0: feel like we need to like have like a little support group or something like we need to process our pain
2: Eric <laughs> yeah, you guys have fun with that David can you facilitate for us no because I have no idea what you're talking about even better
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that reminds me of that home alone joke when Tim is not home alone Home improvement. Home improvement. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 Tim and the guys are trying to get a fourth person for the poker game, and they invite Al. Yeah. And Al's like, "I geez, I haven't played poker in years." And they're all like, "Great!" <laughs>
0: <sighs> One of my favorite lines that I use all the time is "Back the truck up," and it came from that show. I'm pretty sure, at least that's what I. Root recall. Anyway, enough of this. Guys, I say we just go ahead and we just talk Trek, shall we? Sounds good. Okay. All right, everyone. We are going to jump right into it. We're going into spoilerific territory as we talk about this most recent episode, the surprise episode of Star Trek Strange New the World Season 2, Episode 7. Those old scientists. So this has been the long-awaited crossover for many, many, many folks out there that love themselves some Lower Decks. And of course, love themselves some Strange New Worlds as well. And uh, here we are. And uh, in this particular episode, we, uh, we start this off actually in the the lower decks side of things like with the animation uh it's it's a it starts off completely as a cartoon and we're we're getting prepared to you know do some kind of an away mission to go check out this random portal and um uh, uh, you know boimler of course is like stupid excited about it and um you know mariner's like shut up man like you're boring us like you're doing that thing again and Rutherford's getting excited about tachyons who, who doesn't get excited about tachyons I mean come on now you know David gets really excited about tachyons because it means like you know time travel and multiverse kind of stuff which yes yeah, so, so excited which we all know that David loves a good time travel multiverse kind of story right David yeah I mean he's gonna get like it tattooed somewhere you know like I love time travel that's right yeah Yeah, and uh, Tendi is there and saying something to the effect of, you know, like, you know, Orions actually uh, were the ones that discovered it. No, no, no. are you sure they weren't? I thought y'all were just like pirates back then. Like, I don't think there's no such thing as like Orion scientists, and
1: didn't really rub her the right way. We've made that joke before, though, right? Yeah. Not all Orions are pirates, have been pirates in the last five years or something like that, is what she said. Yeah. Some of them have done other things. Yeah.
0: Yep. So, um, anyway, we we get the heck um, out of there from like where they're at in their little bunk area, a little open hallway thing there on the Cerritos, and, uh, we end up beaming down uh, to this area and uh, where this like portal, Stargate looking thing is. And uh, yeah, we're we're just looking, trying to see what the thing's about, scanning it. And um, what is it? Uh, Boimler's just standing up there. And I think it's Rutherford who just decides that he's going to take like a little picture, a little hollow image of it. And it ends up activating. Do no, your Spock. ends up activating the stargate and there he goes there goes Boimler through the portal and uh, ends up on the other side this time in in the flesh in live action um, with some of our Strange New Worlds cast and it's like okay, this is happening that's how we're transitioning from cartoon to live action which I don't think I minded honestly
1: Honestly, I think the the green screen here kind of looked cartoonish anyway on the planet. Sure. I don't know if anybody else thought that. Was it a green
2: screen or was it? Um, it looked like a green screen to me. Or was it AR wall? Well, everybody's using that now, so it very well could have been.
1: Okay. You know, could have been that. Whatever yeah. they were they were clearly on a set, and it was an artificial mosaic around them. Ooh, that to me mosaic. looked car- that to me looked cartoonish mm-hmm. a little bit sure and uh
0: then we get like a little we get another surprise i don't know if you guys watch this or not but we get this other surprise and um instead of like the the live action version of the opening credits it's now animated
1: <sighs> yeah Yes, it is, and there's a, one of the space bugs is attached to the Enterprise. Yeah.
0: David, I just want to give you space. I feel like you need to process this. They're
2: just not going to let this show be its own show. Like I swear to God, we're we're just we, we seem to be more concerned about everything else, but like letting this show just be its own unique thing. I mean, I get the uh, crossover and everything. I'm not, like, mad about it or anything like that. But, like, we, you know, th- this season has been somewhat disappointing at times because we're not really at the heart of what we got season one. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, while, while I understand no, – and you know what? I don't really understand. I don't really understand why this crossover is necessary – Aside from just promoting the final season of one of your shows, but but it's you know, not too, the final season of Lower Decks, is it? Not the final season. I thought that's what you literally just said, Chase. <laughs> I'm just going off of that. That's my bad. But okay, I, I thought that's what you said. I I probably misheard then. Discovery's so, okay. final season. Yeah. 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 There okay. I don't know. I I probably misheard. But <clears throat> I, I I don't I I don't know. I. I never mind it, it's it's dumb it's small but it, it's just like it's whatever I'm probably reading too much into it
1: no I, I totally get it I feel like crossovers in like the 90s and the 2000s were like the big gimmicky thing and I agree I, I'm there with you like this season <clears throat> or I feel like they're trying to I understand they're trying to put it into the larger world, right? Um, and I don't know. It is it is kind of taking away from this show for me. Yeah. That, but yeah but, I thing. mean,
2: like, so what What real crossovers happened, though, in the 90s? I mean, like, you, you had Picard show up on DS9 for a minute
1: oh oh i i wasn't talking about star trek i was talking about just television oh
2: i'm I'm, I'm sorry okay okay Un- understood i was just saying it's like yeah there was some crossover i but mean there it, was like really there... wasn't obtrusive like an entire episode wasn't dedicated to it and they were all in universe they were all in similar time if there right. wasn't mm-hmm. right
1: yeah there was that episode where like data and bashir were working on data's dreams yeah um yeah.
2: I guess technically you could do the uh, the Tribbles episode. Technically you right. inserted the DS9 crew into original series, so there's that.
1: And that's, I mean, that's a similar idea to this episode. Mm-hmm. It's taking our people and sending them back in time.
2: But yeah. it's just, it's, it's like it's taking away this show's style and substituting the other show's style. Because stylistically they're both very different. Lower Decks is quippy, probably a bit inappropriate lax on rules not high on science but more just you know whatever they can throw at the wall kind of which again I I don't hate lower decks I'm just saying while this show has been built around at least season 1 like a strong centralized crew led by a real leader and then you know you don't have to take that away Again, I, I guess I just don't understand the crossover. Again, I don't hate it. I'm just saying. Sure,
0: sure. Yeah, I was thinking about um, like other shows, like outside of Star Trek, like we were just talking about, like with the crossovers. And I know, like even now, like with the resurgence of like the Law and Order,
1: the like, Law and Order stuff,
0: because like you know, you you had the original Law and Order. You know that was on uh forever in the 90s and like went off you know originally like got canceled like about a decade or so ago maybe a little bit more than that and then it just came back like in earnest and they just called it like the i think season 13 or whatever it was i can't remember the number
1: so i um, think season like 19
0: maybe probably 19 Wh- whatever the number was it was it was a high number that's all i remember um And then organized crime—that was like that's the newest one, uh, with uh, Stabler being like the lead in that show now. Mm -hmm. And And SVU. And SVU—I mean, yeah—but that's the thing. Like, ever since like original Law and Order and Organized Crime came back, or or, you know, on the air, and SVU basically being the leader now, kind of weird switcheroo—they've been doing these almost annual team ups. Um, Since they're all back on the air now. But the thing about that is, and I realize it's a different genre, they're not changing, they're not incorporating others like opening titles or anything like that. It's like, you got to watch this story for three hours because we're going to play it out over the three shows. And I remember like watching stuff like that, even with CSI. Um, I think CSI did that like with like New York and Miami. And even the original CSI, I'm like, I don't know where and when to watch this. If I don't watch it now, basically, because like then it would be in syndication. And you're like, good luck, good luck finding that. So, I, yeah, I agree. Like the style, the style is certainly different. I don't like like the bug thing on the Cerritos, like the space slug or octopus, whatever that dang thing is. Like just leave it with <laughs> lower decks. Like I don't really want to see it like hanging on the Enterprise. Just, yeah, it seems disrespectful for some reason to me, having <laughs> it like hitching a ride on the Enterprise.
1: Yeah, and and the thing about like the Law and Orders, and I know like the the Dick Wolf Chicago verse does the same thing, right? With the Chicago PD and the Chicago Fire, and they think there's another Chicago show out there, whatever. Like or all something? those shows are tonally consistent, yeah. right? So when you watch one, and you watch another one, the tone of the episodes is the same. But here, you've got two completely different tones. You've got the irreverent comedy that is Lower Decks, right? And you've got supposedly the serious show. I know it can do comedy, and that's fine. It can like, the original series is totally corny, right? And that's fine. But it right. just feels... Something about it feels off to me. Sure. Sure
2: yeah I don't know it just it, it this season at times and i I oh God, I once we get to this possible music episode, i I'm actually curious to see it only because I want to see either how bad it is oh, or how good it could be potentially. but it kind of seems like the season has been built more around what people think might be fun as opposed to what you built the foundation of your show on that i think is what's been off for me in this like in the episodes we've rated particularly low Mm -hmm. it's like these are ideas that we think will be really really fun but aren't necessarily always in the spirit of what you've built up and Mm -hmm. because you set expectations i.e season one it kind of hurts other things yeah well, um,
0: after we have, like, the little freakout outside the portal, Stargate thing, the pool of standing water, uh, we're back in... <laughs> sorry, David, I couldn't resist. Uh, we, we end up um, in sickbay, and we have this shot of Boimler waking up, um, rightfully freaking out, um, like, where he's at, and then saying, you know, computer end program, and going through the whole, like, getting reoriented to, like, what's going on, and touching Pike, seeing if he's real, potentially. Which, I don't know what how that would, like, really matter. Like, if, I mean, like, with the technology of the holodeck, like, you could still do that, and it would feel like a real person. So, eh, it's whatever.
1: What's the, what's the star date? Oh, it's... Oh, five, four-digit star. That's five, totally, yeah, totally, Totally normal to totally. have five digits. Totally normal. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We know you're a time traveler. Oh, phew. Gosh. <sighs> no, but I don't know, I, like... I don't know if any anybody noticed this, but when, like, they are looking at Boimler, Jack Quaid here. Like, I know he's a tall guy. He's, like, six foot, six one, but did anybody else think his shoes and his feet look comically big? Like, I don't know if it was just the angle, but to me, those look like he was wearing clown shoes.
0: Maybe he is.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It just was like, that's strange.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There was, um, there was something that um, I think they were talking about this in the ready room about uh, how tall Jack Quaid is, and he's, like, six foot plus or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then, like, you know, in the show itself, like, Ransom is, like, a lot taller than Boimler. So there was, like, I think this joke about, like, well, he's, like, you know, Boimler's, like, six foot, so that means, like, Ransom's got to be, like, eight foot something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so um, but yeah like he's getting he's getting looked at right and um, kind of like talking to to pike about stuff and uh, Laon's there and Beng is there and then we have um, una that shows up he just kind of gets like a little
1: numera una I'm gonna call her that from now on (laughs) numera (laughs) una
0: (laughs) Gets a little shocked and like like jostled and like just moves away really quick and you know like avoids eye contact and it's like what's this all about, man? What's this all about? And then, hey, by the way, um, um you might you might want to hold on to this. You know, you don't want to contaminate the timeline, it's his his combat communicator thing.
1: Flipping it open is the best part. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
0: So uh, so, yeah, we're, we're leaving sickbay, and we're, we're on our way to try and figure out uh, what's going on and how to get him back to his own time um, as expediently as possible.
1: Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. And La'an's got to tell him the rules of, of being a time traveler, right? No interfering, right? No um, telling people about future events, Don't worry, Worf's (laughs) honor. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) And then number three, most important, no personal attachments. I'm not familiar with that one. Personal experience. Those are the rules. Don't become personally attached. Yeah, Rios. And we, we got that in the recap of this episode, too. Like, yeah. That's okay. I'm okay with that.
2: But hey, Chase, you got the Riker maneuver. <laughs> we did. Did you enjoy that,
1: Riker? Riker. <laughs> why, like, why does is there a saddle? Just Pikes just has a saddle in his ready room. Saddle's a
2: very personal thing. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's funny, because, like, do you think that was in the script, or do you think he did that because Jonathan Frakes directed the episode?
0: I think he just did that. I think that, like, just (laughs) ended up in in there, and it just made it. (laughs) It was good. It was was pretty
2: good. And then... (laughs) Real quick, is it odd that I actually like live-action Boimler better than just animated Boimler? Not at all. I'm with you there, my dude. I do kind of... In, I, uh, I enjoyed this Boimler a little bit. You know,
1: I, th- the, here, like, here's my thing. Like, I, I I like the fact that they did it with Jack Quaid and they did it with um, Tawny Newsom, right, as, as Mariner, and they didn't, like, recast it, right? I know that... <coughs> you know like they, they easily could have and and like dubbed the voice or something to make it sound the same like <clears throat> we know this there's another show that you know chose to recast some some of their animated characters when they did it into live action i am not i i like the fact that they kept the character the actor right my point that i'm trying to make is i don't think i like jack quaid's acting his mannerisms in live action because it, it just feels like too animated his motions it feels like i'm watching live action spongebob with like the (laughs) way he's moving (laughs) i don't know it doesn't work for me like boy movements in animated fine but these just felt too like cartoony i don't know i know he's a cartoon character but it just it does i don't know for me there's something off about it was anyone uh, like
0: a little um like, I know it's not The Simpsons, but, like, I kind of thought we, we might have, like, a Simpsons kind of, like, hair translation kind of thing going on, you know? Because, like, I think blue hair in The Simpsons is meant to be, like, black hair, more or less, or, like, a shade of black hair, right? Isn't that what it is? Anyway, that's fine. Um, So, like, actually having, like, purple hair, I was just like okay i just figured it would be kind of like a shiny black like it'd be like a like a brownish blackish kind of hair not actually purple but it's fine yeah Yeah, but it's a a
1: subtle purple
2: yeah in in most of the scenes it's not it's not that noticeable especially like in the bridge one of the bridge scenes it basically just looks black there at least Mm -hmm. to me All right. So where are we? What happens
1: next? We meet Uhura, right? My friend Mariner would love you. Mm-hmm. And then Boimler gets called down to the surface to work with Mbenga and Spock. Right.
0: Um, so yeah, they're down there. They're scanning uh, the. <clears throat> they're scanning the. Um, the portal, and try, essentially recapping like all the things that were happening on his end. Uh, that triggered the thing, and he just said, I stood here, I did a pose, and Rutherford did a little hollow image, it snapped it and activated it, and here I am, basically. And um, I believe, uh, is it, I think it's at this point that we discover that there's like uh, traces of something called heronium, that are basically the, the power cell, the battery, the thing that makes it go, essentially, and... That Heronium, I think, is a very scarce type of um, thing. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And that there's not much around, and that we got to kind of figure out how to recharge it with whatever we
1: got on the ship, essentially.
2: We also get a creepy Spock smile.
1: I know. Kill the Batman smiling.
2: (laughs) (sighs) See, that, that right there feels like a cartoon element. Like you could see that in lower decks where you have like a close-up shot and that, you know, that eerie music that I I can't, I can't even mimic it. But, you know, sort of when you're, when you're really focusing close on something. And again, it's like, it's like a stylistic clash. It's like almost trying to be a little too lower decks. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's also yeah. he's forcing himself to laugh when he, he's like, you know, when you do that, when you go, ha, ha, ha.
2: <laughs> yeah, but like with no explanation, really, though, because like the, the, the thing is, is like we, we know the stuff with Christine and everything. And we know he had his whole emotional thing going on, but we haven't really explained that he's basically doing a data. Right. I mean we, we really haven't seen any sort of thing like I am going to try and do this or um, it's just it's kind of like random to me a little bit I can see that
1: yeah
0: mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly hadn't thought of it that way
2: I don't know it's just like when data was trying to laugh you know you'd get or <laughs> even yeah but, and then, but then they would ask him about it it's like Data what are you doing it's like and then he'd have this whole explanation of like I am trying to experiment with laughter or something like that then you take him to the crappy comedian in the holodeck so but (laughs) but in in this case it's just like creepy Spock's smile and with with really nothing nothing behind it just like why, why are you doing that yeah yeah
0: So, what we go uh, back, we we uh, we get back to the ship, and I think the portal has also been
1: uh, stolen. Not yet. This is where we we go back to the surface, and because there's a ship in orbit, and it's that's right. It's an Orion ship, and we're like pirates. NCC one seven zero one dash. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> What would, yeah, what, what would come after the dash? What would after the dash? I don't know. <laughs> He's like, Boimler, come stand right here. <laughs> Stay. <laughs> Stay. <laughs> Stay.
0: <sighs> and yeah, Pike is like a little apprehensive to uh, um, listen to Boimler about anything with what's about to happen. But he gives it a shot and uh, things get kind of complicated, and uh, anyway, things get complicated, and I think after Boimler suggests, try doing this, um, the Orions are like, sorry about you, peace out, takes the portal, and just goes, just, they're out of there they're, they're so out of there, and Boimler is, like, embarrassed himself, Pike's a little angry at him, a little upset with him, and it's like, how can we salvage this kind of situation? So, we're, we're kind of workshopping it, for the most part, and, um, anyway, uh, Boimler at one point, if I'm still remembering this correctly, Boimler... Uh, I was like, I know how to find him, but you can't look.
1: We mean, can't look? Yeah. We can't just not look, can we? Can't we?
0: So we're we're gonna trace what trace a warp signature? Is that what this is? And we're just gonna like lay on a pursuit course, essentially.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I think before even we get there, we have this scene where like. Chapel and and are like like picking on picking on Boimler. They're just we're just mess we're just screwing with you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know Pike's birthday's Friday? Oh, well, it's a holiday. Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> no, and then and then Boimler tries to talk to Chapel, and he's like, I think I've uh, screwed up, Spock. He's not supposed to be like this she's like, oh wait it's not me it's you yeah I didn't think I didn't think I'd have that much of an uh, impact on him. apparently I didn't I mean it's actually kind of a touching moment because like because like you know that Christine really cares about Spock and and everything that that William was telling telling her basically means that it's got to end it's gonna end she knows it and, like, but, like, do you still stick with it even if you know it can't last? Right. <clears throat> right? Um, you know, and you can see, I like, the heartbreak on her face there. Yeah, yeah. They yeah that...
2: It? We had talked about this, like, how they were actually going to get more back to a continuity thing, and it, just, it, it really does just make it, like, that much sadder. And again, it just kind of makes Christine a little bit sadder, you know, when you think about where it all winds up eventually. So,
1: Mm.
0: yeah, like, how do we get from, you know, Jess Bush Chapel to First Lady of Star Trek Chapel? I mean, like, I know that there's, like, 60 years, you know, between the two characters. But, I mean, I don't know if I can say this, but, like, Majel's, Majel Barrett's, you know, chapel is, like, a shell of the woman, you know, that uh,
2: Jess Bush's chapel is. Well, and this chapel is also ambitious. You know, she's yeah. talking about, like, the archaeological med- medicine thing. So, like, there, I, I feel like there's other things that this chapel wants to do. And then just, to just see her in the future is, you know, and I don't want to say just a nurse, but st- still a nurse under McCoy. I mean, she becomes,
1: like, a, she becomes an MD by the time of does. the motion picture.
2: Yeah. By the time of the motion picture... I mean, that's further down the road. That's like Like, twenty years. That's like twenty years, I think. Yeah, like how long does it take? And I mean, not to be offensive about it. I'm I'm not trying to, like, you know, whatever. But I'm just saying, it's like take your time. (laughs) Do you think they're gonna like
0: give her some kind of like a mind wipe or something? I would hate that. That I would too. But that's what I'm thinking. Like, there has to be like something. Like something drastic. I think is in her future. For there to be that much of a shift, like from a personality standpoint, from a whatever standpoint for us to get in line, if that's even possible at this point. But I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. Like if there isn't an in-universe explanation of how we go from this chapel to that chapel and this Spock to that Spock, it's going to happen in Strange New Worlds.
2: I think it was a mistake. I think it was a mistake to do any of this. I really do. I don't think they should have. I don't think they should have done it. I don't think they should have explored
1: it in this way. I mean, every, I I every show's just, gotta have every show's gotta have a weird love story romance thing. Like, yeah, I and get them. it. <laughs> I get it.
2: But it's it's just it just like I like I said before though it just makes Christine like it it, it kind of brings that character kind of low for me and it sucks because it's like. I wouldn't have necessarily thought about that until this. So, it's just kind of hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. But that is sometimes the reality of things, isn't it? 100%.
0: 100%. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah, we have that, that like, like Eric pointed out, that little touching moment... You know, between Boimler and Chapel, And, um... Anyway. We, uh, we think that... You know, after going through all this stuff, like, we're... Trying to now figure out, like, how can we put our plan in action? And, you know, get the portal back, and get Boimler back, and... Things start to, I think, work, kind of. I mean, there's, like, I think, a... A few few minor things that happen along the way but um, I think uh, for the sake of the conversation long story short as we do end up um, getting like a portal back and, we trade we trade some grain for the portal yeah. and I think that's important yeah because it connects to um, the triple story right um, and not only that but uh, I believe there's also a reference to well I think it's uh, gonna matter later in this episode well, the grain also... Well, the grain part connects also in part to the grain that was on... Um, oh, my
1: gosh. Why am I like on that? K-7. K-7, thank you. Yeah, but this is just triticale, not quadratriticale. Sure. Um,
0: but not only that... Oh, my gosh. Where did I hear that? Um, anyways, doesn't matter. We'll, well, when I think of it, we'll come back to it. But... Yeah, so we we trade grain to get it back, and um, that's like trade is a, a sign of like respect amongst Orions. So we should probably remember that for the future. By the way, we'll see. And um, anyways, after we've we've done our thing, we're we're there. We're back at the Stargate, and uh, we're about to go through. We act we activate it. We do the thing, and. Just so we're about to step through, which is only has one charge left, by the way. Um, Mariner comes through, and it's like, oh, crap. Now what? Now we have two time travelers instead of one, and it's Mariner.
1: Okay. I'm just going to say here, like, if this episode had ended here, right? Like... Okay, Boimler, he went back in time. He met the crew. He did his thing. He made some jokes. And then he goes home after like 22, 23 minutes. I think I would enjoy this episode. I think I'd be okay with this episode more than I am. Because right? I think that's something. Because this. Like, I'd also be better. Well, I don't know, More okay with this episode if it was a Lower Decks episode and not a Strange New Worlds episode, right? Like, if it existed in Season 4 of Lower Decks, not Season 2 of Strange, Strange New, Worlds. New Worlds. And, like, because, like, by the time 23, 24 minutes rolls around of Lower Decks, those episodes have, like, run their course, right? And I think the premise of this episode kind of ran its course. And now I know a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, we get more Mariner with her equipment her quips and her, her stuff but I just I really think if this episode ended right here it would be better than it is I I, I don't know, to me it just the second half really drags on and like I'm kind of over the concept of it in this second 22 minutes mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else feels that way
2: I mean I agree it probably would have done a little bit better as a as a uh, lower decks episode and then yeah that would have been the the sweet spot cutoff for that show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then you couldn't have done live action
1: you could have done live action you I mean, could have done the live action um on lower decks. Why not? No. If you can do animate, been... if you can do animated pieces of Strange New Worlds, like you did at the end of this episode, why can't you do live action on lower decks?
2: Because then it would have just been some Deadpool thing. It would have been like a, you know, fourth wall breaking deal the entire time. <laughs> kind of like the last like couple minutes of this was. It's exactly what it would have been. Yeah. And I can only take so much of that. Sure. So now that we
0: have two of them, um, we have to figure out what we're going to do now because we're all out of batteries, essentially, uh, to charge this thing. This uh, material, again, heronium, um, is the particular metal alloy, whatever, that we need to charge this portal. So
1: we're we're back Jenkins aboard log, Supplemental our problems since this morning have doubled <laughs> we do know they've a few more logs. they've what we do get quite a few logs your problems have more than doubled because Beckett mariner is now on your ship yep <laughs> yep have you ever noticed their references are weirdly specific <laughs> <laughs> Like that's a good meta moment, right? Yeah. I I like that line.
0: So we're we're uh in what is it? Pike's ready room. Is that what that is?
1: Yeah, we're in the ready room.
0: It's a nice ready room by the way. Um having like a little briefing, like kind of talking about like what we're going to do, how we're going to solve this this problem and then you have like Mariner mainly making quips and talking about how hot Pike is and things like that and Uhuro's right there and yeah, whatever. Like, can y'all like, just and pipe the down? T- the table squeaks. <laughs> like, what was she touching? Like, there was like no screen there. Like, what was she touching? She's like heading oh, the, the glass table. table? She never seen a glass table before or something. Like, what was up with that? Oh man. So, um, we know that Mariner has a th- has a uh, a hero crush on Uhura, and same thing with Boimler on Spock. So, uh, basically, we they, they just kind of fudge their way through to be able to work with and partner with these folks as part of like the different legs of figuring this thing out and um through all this like uhura is like stressed out and like overworked overworking herself i should say trying to translate some stuff and not relaxing so she's still not relaxing basically and uh boimler apparently took some kind of like elective which i didn't know if that was like real or not like how real that comment was that mariner made about like him taking some kind of like material something class at the academy. Did
2: y'all catch what it was called? No, but no, I mean but with I... him I could see it happening. It was the other part that makes everything unbelievable because she's like, oh yeah, linguistics? Of course. That's totally my jam.
1: Yeah, and then Mariner has that conversation with Numera Una. Boimler is not afraid of you. He's got like a poster of you in his in his bunk. Yeah, like he's looking at your poster. Like a you like poster poster? Like, it's a poster that that you pin, pin up. up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That you was, know what? That I don't want to know. Good. I don't know. I'm going. <laughs>
0: <sighs> yeah. So we split up and we start working on like our different projects, right? Like um, Spock and Boims, they're off in this lab, like trying to create like this like um artificial kind of heronium type of substitute like a generic brand of something but we got to be careful otherwise it would explode and things would be bad and it does explode and it's bad
2: do you feel uh, lucky do you
1: And, and Mariner is talking to Hura and she's like, don't you ever take a break? It's like in the regs, that Starfleet regs that you gotta take breaks. Uh, Hura's like, I don't really do breaks. Man, that's in the regs. I know all the regs to like slack off. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> what a great officer. What a great officer.
1: <sighs> so. And then we get Mariner the bartender make some Mm -hmm. Orion cocktails.
0: An Orion hurricane, is that what it was called? Sounds Uh, right. Yeah, something like that. Ecto-cooler. More (laughs) ecto-cooler. Okay. Um, And in here, it's where we start talking about some Nausikens. And um, uh, was it Uhura finally finally cracks it uh, after, I think, uh, was it um is it Mariner that mentioned something about Gnosticans as well and Yeah, another... Mariner
1: mentioned No, Ortega mentions it first. It looks like something I got off some Gnosicans playing Domjot. But it was like old. Like old, old. hmm And then that's when Uhura puts it together that's like ancient um Gnostican. Yeah.
0: Which ultimately doesn't translate to this is a portal or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. this is a
1: time portal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is again, that's a lower decks joke, right? Yeah. That joke works better on lower decks than it does on strange new Worlds. It's just supposed to be a serious show where we work through our problems. We use science. We use our intellect to solve problems and figuring out that this is ancient Gnostic and trying to translate it and, you know, reading what it says, and maybe there's a misunderstanding, and then we go and retranslate it. That's a Star Trek problem. But the yeah. lower decks, the lower decks joke is, this is a time portal. Hmm.
0: So, just for the sake of kind of keeping things moving, um, we're again we're, we're still trying to figure out like how can we recharge the batteries how can we get this heronium and then there's like these like this aha kind of moment about um, an, old, an old ship and like the Enterprise and like the Enterprise being able to
2: like kind of solve the problem and, Yeah, I mean there's some stuff before that though okay David but you have okay. pep talk with your chief engineer you have maybe attempting to steal a shuttle for some reason, which I'm sorry, I do not quite understand that. Just blew over my head for some reason. Well, I'm, sure I, I'll, I'm
1: trying to see what I can think. So the they were supposed to be delivering grain to some colony that needed it, but mm-hmm. they ended up trading that grain to the Orions for the portal. And so now I think maybe did that change the timeline? I don't know. Like because now we have to evacuate these people and they can't stay where they are. And Boimler wants to fix that. So he wants to go contact the Orions and get the grain back. Like, And they go into the shuttle because the shuttle has an isolated comm system. So that's how they can contact. That's 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 my understanding. I don't know. But I don't know if it, did he change the timeline by not delivering the grain. And he's trying to fix it. Ah, time travel yep
2: David's favorite yep my favorite mm-hmm.
0: so we got we're gonna get some heronium and um, because there's this weird thing about you know original pieces of the previous ship being in it we're gonna go crack open a can of NX-01 and we're going to use it.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Because we got to find... Yeah, yeah, whatever. We okay. built. We b- took a piece of the NX-01 and put it into this ship. Because that's a... I don't know if that's an old Navy tradition, but David. Could... David knows more about Navy traditions.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's... something to
1: that, but...
2: I, of course there's also the paradox of if you continually break down and rebuild a ship is it the same ship Ship of Thesias, just be, right? just because yeah. it holds the same name yeah. you guys are also just glossing over things because then we get a heart to heart with Pike and we learn about his father and why he doesn't want to celebrate his birthday okay
1: get with yeah. the program alright this yeah, is Lower and- Decks Boimler's, Bo- Boimler's like Toying around the like, fact What if you aren't around much longer <laughs> It's like Dude I know <laughs> oh, Okay Ooh. No but you're right This That is like <sighs> That is another Like that's a really good moment Like you know I'm the older man than my father Ever was right and you know i think at some point i'm going to re- i'm going to reach that moment not too far from now and it's like what's it going to be like when you realize like i'm the older person than my father and what wouldn't i give to just be able to spend some time more time with him and be able to to talk with him like as we're now both adults like what would that be like and and do i necessarily want to be around other people at that moment like i can totally relate to that
2: well it's really it's there's kind of a twofold here as well so i mean like eric that was
1: you know that's great
2: there's also another fold to this too is that as human beings i think that maybe not everybody but a lot of people want to be remembered now, not everybody is going to be remembered. Very few people are remembered forever. I mean, it's like like the story of Achilles, right? We all know the story of Achilles. We know Greek mythology. It's survived forever. But most people will not be remembered in 100 years. Maybe some by their family, but it's, it's not much. So even with these little things with Boimler, you know... It, 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 I, I'm sure it's encouraging to Pike knowing that some <laughs> goofy purple haired guy dressed up as him for Halloween or that there is like a Pike day you know what I mean? because like it, it, it's ego it's basic ego people want to be remembered not like, everybody but like Medal of Valor or whatever <laughs> yeah so like th- there's some incur. I, I guess there's you know I don't I don't really care what, what you what anybody were to say, but like knowing your death, trying to live your life the best way you can cannot be easy. Even if you know exactly when it is, and you can do whatever you you want in that time to I don't know, do whatever it is to soothe your conscience about your life, right? But sometimes those little pieces of encouragement can kind of give you that little bit of bravery to continue to face what you ultimately have to face too so there's like a there is kind of like a twofold to that conversation as well at least for me Sure.
1: so um and how do you follow that <laughs> you follow that by oh Travis Mayweather was the the pilot of that ship. He's like my hero. I know, Hoshisato was there too. I wrote three papers about her in school. Wait, are we them now?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's the... I was expecting it to be like this actual, like, metal plate kind of like they had like on the hull right during like um, Enterprise Bingo
1: I was expecting something like that I said it looks like a CO2 canister or yeah. something something yeah. you put on the back of your paintball gun
2: yeah
0: yeah
1: it's kind of weird
0: but hey we got it we got the thing and um, we're going to basically prep it and get it back down to the portal. And um, this, we get back and the Orions
1: are there. Hold on, before we get there. Before we get there. <laughs> like, now we have to have the moment where, like, I, and I don't, I don't, like, maybe there is more to it, but like, Boimler, like, numer Una, she was like, Boimler seems afraid of me this whole time. And like I don't know, maybe there is something to that. Maybe there's we're hinting at some storyline that maybe has to do with her being an Illyrian. I don't know. Or like if there's planting a seed for a future story, but you know, here's just listen, he's got a poster of you, but it's not like a pinup poster. It's like the recruitment poster. Cause he's like, that's, he, he loves you. That's why he got into Starfleet. And then he goes over he's like, yeah, add Aspera per Aspera. That's why I joined Starfleet. They put that on the poster. And like, and what does that say? like, what does that say toward the future of like, because we we know in the future Starfleet is still not accepting of augments, right? Because they did not want to let Dal become part of Starfleet, right? But now you're putting an an augment and Illyrian on your recruitment poster. It feels like we're sending a little bit of mixed messages. I mean, I like the fact that they did that because it's saying that we're open to this, but we know they're not. Right.
0: Well, Well, it's very that, but even like Bashir too, like being like.
1: Yeah, but Bashir knew he was never going to get promoted, never going to like really um, advance in his career because of it. He was stuck.
2: But to be fair, though, as politicians often do, Here we go. She could have just been completely whitewashed, and you know, they they put things to the back after ta- So much time passes. How much of her being Illyrian was actually like part of common knowledge?
1: Yeah. How much of it is common knowledge right now? I mean, you've got to yeah. assume that you've got to assume mm-hmm. that courtroom proceedings are our public record, right? You would think. But yeah. who knows, maybe it was a classified court-martial yeah. and they sealed the records.
0: Yeah. 120 years. 120 years from, you know, the, the that Enterprise crew to the Cerritos crew. And with mm-hmm. Boimler being an ensign, I mean, like, he's been in for you know a couple years maybe you know as an ensign perhaps and you know a couple years longer than that like by being at Starfleet Academy so I mean like if we're saying six years I mean like that's 114 years not much yeah mixed message sort of thing okay so yeah we're on the transporter pad and Spock is there saying live long and prosper Mr. Boimler Live You Prosper too (laughs) I mean Like meeting your heroes man like I mean you'd be You'd be starstruck too But I would hope You know
1: I went to Zephram Cochran High School (laughs) Your statue is right Over there you're like Reaching out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you told him about the
0: statue. <laughs> oh, man. You know, they recreated that statue for Geordi's desk in Picard season three.
1: Did they? No. I didn't notice yeah.
0: it. <laughs> yeah, they created like a little like Zephyrm Cochrane statue and they put it like as one of the tchotchkes when he was like at his desk. Nice. Yeah. 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 Alright, so let's go back to the portal, and um, our buddies, the Orions, are there, standing there, and uh, it's just like, dude, you really gotta move. Like, these folks, like, we gotta, like, do this thing, get these folks out of here right now, and uh, Boimler remembering, you know, this connection between Tendi and one of Tendi's ancestors um, apparently being one of the ones that discovered this portal you know, there's this suggestion like, hey, why don't we let you guys have credit for finding this as Orion scientists, not pirates and it looked like there was actually like a tear in the eye of like one of the, the Orions uh, with that I don't know but that's all I've wanted my entire life cool can you move now so we can get these folks out of here so plug the CO2 canister in and Mariner goes through first and Boimler has a sweet moment and then goes through himself
1: well but it also we also hear like Rutherford and Tendy like they're gonna come through like no no no, no don't come through you stay there
2: I would have
0: liked to have seen a live-action Rutherford and Tendi, personally.
2: It would have been interesting. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're back. We're back in animation land now, and, um...
1: Winding down with everything. Ransom sees the poster. Yeah, Una! Hottest number one in Starfleet! Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Romaine are married in real life. Yep, that was I like that. That was clever. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) And uh, anyway, so like that's ending, and then we get this like nice little pan of the um, of the Enterprise crew and animation.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Very meta at this point. Uh-huh. I, could, I could have done without this. Like I said, this feels like a Lower Decks moment. Yeah. Right? If you had done this like on Lower Decks, I would not dislike it as much as I do here. I feel like my arm's never done something like this
0: before.
2: <clears throat> yeah. Freaking out, man. Do my eyes look bigger?
1: Freaking out. What is in these drinks? <laughs>
2: And they didn't give Pike enough hair. <laughs> there's didn't. not enough animated hair. No, like, it should have been, like, pretty it, Yeah, they should like, have exaggerated. Yeah, they exaggerated. really should have exaggerated <laughs> Pike's peak, you know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> oh, man. Although, Boiler did make a joke earlier in this episode. Like, there's a lot of things you're known for. Diplomacy, great hair. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Another thing that I did like here, just... You know, and then you can wrap it up or whatever. There was a part where I don't remember. I think it might have been Mariner who said this, but did did you notice how like slow everybody talked and quiet? Because <laughs> we're always making fun of Evanga yeah. for like not. Re- it's like I can't hear you. Yes, <laughs> sir.
0: But yeah, he was the one that exclaimed, What are in these drinks? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That that, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. So. And scene. That is it. Um, Any closing thoughts? Any final thoughts before we we evaluate this thing in earnest?
1: No. No? No. Okay.
0: No. All right. So, uh, Delta. So, how well were the different divisions represented in this episode? What do we think? I think science, maybe. Like, you have, like, some tachyons, like, mention of tachyons, and tachyons are present with yeah, we we're, travel. Yeah,
1: we're trying to figure out how the device works, right? and we've got yeah. Spock down there, and he's scanning it, and it appears forms. to work on appears to work on heronium right yeah. you know and then spock and boimler are trying to make a more heronium they're doing a science project okay like uhura with some operations she's doing her translating mm-hmm. right and she's trying to discover what language it is i think you can go with operations there even with, I mean it might be a little bit of a stretch, but even the Enterprise connection
0: with like the, the NX-01 and ships of that era had Heronium in their hull plating we could use that so that's an engineering operation side of things so I think that gets the check mark in terms of like, we've used science to identify what we need, we have this resource in the form of this engineering component essentially so let's use it And then um, I think command, like you have like Pike, who's like apprehensive, like at different points about listening to Boimler, but he's still willing to, um, you know, use the resources of the group in the form of Boimler, right? When it comes to like the Orions and understanding them more and being willing to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt, even if he doesn't know the crap out of them. So I think there is like the leadership and the command thing that's there.
2: Well, it's definitely worth giving giving the command mainly for putting up with the two of them, because yeah. their personalities are so much. Uh, they're they're almost foreign in a way to the show, to 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 what you would typically see. So there's certainly that, but I also think there's like there's a little bit with Pelia too, when she's talking to Boimler, and sharing some of her. Life experience with him and sort of almost, yeah, because Boimler's kind of an anxious guy. You know, he's worried that he's just mucked everything up. So I think that conversation shows a little bit from somebody who's supposed to hold like a higher ish rank, you know, chief engineer, you know, like actually helping, you know, someone out a little bit. Um, But then, you know, I, I also think you could kind of turn it a little bit on almost Boimler and Mariner a bit with Pike because Pike's been patient with them he's sort of like you said uh, integrated their suggestions in to, to you know helping uh, alleviate these situations but in the end they're also coming through and telling him you know you can't live in a cave you've know, you got to come out here and maybe be there for everybody else around you even though it might not be the thing you want to do Mm
0: -hmm. which is ultimately what he does like instead of going on that um, camping and fishing trip like he had planned for his shore leave he ends up sticking around for that surprise birthday party which is what that animated thing is about he chooses to be known by people
2: yep Mm
1: mm-hmm
0: So it sounds like we got a full sweep.
1: Yep. Yeah. Good thing we talked that through. That's teamwork. We should
0: do that. We should start doing that. Like, instead of, like, doing, like, siloing it or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So uh, let's let's talk about uh, the numerical rating. Uh, Scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a dumpster fire, 10 being absolutely amazing. How do we rate this? So I think um, Eric went last last time so let's um let him go first this time what are you thinking man
1: man i gotta do me like that i love you that's why that's,
0: <sighs> you're, you're my number one right <sighs> <laughs> you can riker maneuver maneuver this all you want my dude
1: no like I said I, I. think I said m- most of my piece earlier. Like I wish this was a lower decks episode, sure, and not a Strange New Worlds episode. I wish. I think it worked better there. I think with only ten episodes, taking time to do something silly like this, I don't know if I like it. Um, and it kind of wore the 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 novelty of it wore off on me. I know mariner doesn't come in until the second half of the episode but this is a novelty episode and the novelty wore off for me halfway through um there was something awkward to me about live action boimler and and mariner just like their their motions i said it felt like watching live action spongebob for me (laughs) um this episode is rated 9.3 on imdb And I get it. Like, I get people are like, oh, this is so cool. It's so funny. But a 9.3 this episode is not. Um, Let's just start there. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I I think David said this last week. I'm going to give a rating and it might change based upon what other people say. I'm going to give it a 7 and with an asterisk. Okay.
0: Alright. Eric's giving it a seven. Okay. Just, just a straight up solid seven, no decimal points?
1: No, seven with an asterisk. Okay. And that asterisk is I might change my mind in five minutes. Dadgum. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: Okay. Um... Alright, so this episode, um, like I said, I found out about this on Saturday, like everyone else did, pretty much, and um, I was actually in the middle of, of walking, uh, watching a, um, a, a, a docu-series, and I'm like, well, let's switch over and watch it now and see what happens, and my wife and I ended up watching it together while we were working on a puzzle, and um, we both enjoyed enjoyed it, I mean, she had, like, a lot of laughs, like, she, she laughed a lot watching the episode, um, I think it was David that said this, but I really um, liked Boimler more live action than I did in animation, you know, cartoon form. Um, I don't know. There was something about him that just seemed a little bit more endearing. Um, Mariner still annoys the crap out of me. She just does. I just don't like Mariner. I've never liked Mariner. Rutherford's my boy. I wish Rutherford was in this episode personally, but his cyborg, you know, Google Glass thing would have, like, really stood out. So it makes sense for him to not be involved. Uh, But I miss my boy. I'm glad he made, like, at least a a, a brief appearance at the beginning and the end. But, um, yeah, I know people, like, are, you know, gaga over uh, lower decks um, we have our moments. I know that we're not like probably the biggest fans, but we do give it a fair shake whenever we do our reviews of Lower Decks. I think as if this were a Lower Decks story, I think this would do really well. I think it would probably trend kind of high for a Lower Decks episode. But as a Strange New Worlds episode... And I don't, I don't want, I don't want to call it a crossover. I mean, it is a crossover, but this is, it's happening in Strange New Worlds season two, not Lower Decks season four, like Eric pointed out. So, as a Strange New World's episode, it it is kind of, I think, part of the the cornucopia of episodes that we've been experiencing this season, where we're, we're trying out fun things rather than being um kind of tried and true to what we we set out to do in the the freshman season and this feels like one of those like throwing spaghetti against like a cabinet wall and seeing what or cabinet door and seeing what sticks kind of thing um i think you know like we said we we have like the different divisions we do have some like thought like with the science and the engineering and even like the leadership stuff. So that's good. Um, I don't want to completely flame it. That's some good stuff. But I think that there's maybe just a skosh too much lower decks humor and thought in this episode and otherwise very thoughtful and smart show. Um, I did enjoy this episode. Um, I enjoyed this episode, believe it or not, more than the last two episodes um, that I've rated uh, with, what was that, Charades and Lost in Translation. So, I think if this, again, if this were a Lower Decks episode, I could see this episode being potentially, like, in the eights. But because it's a Strange New Worlds episode, um, I, I feel comfortable giving this, like, um, like a seven three, seven four, something like that, uh, for this for this particular episode. Dave, what are you thinking? Man?
2: Well, what what I what I'm thinking, unfortunately, is because like Eric, I was trying to look up the IMDb, and then I unfortunately got this face full of a preview for Subspace Rhapsody, City, where everybody's singing and dancing. Made me sick. <laughs> so anyway. Um I mean I, I think if you like lower decks, this is gonna be great for you. Um I kind of agree with Eric though, I feel like this could have been a better lower decks episode. And I think it would have been pretty pretty well rated. I I don't I, I just I just don't really get the the trajectory of, of where we're going with this show, um, and it, maybe it shouldn't bother me, but it, it kind of bothers me a bit. Um, you know, all all I would like, I just kind of want my monster of the week, fix it problem of the week kind of thing, and and I and I just I, I don't really get that anymore, and I I understand TV has changed. Movies have changed, media's changed. I, I, I get it. I, I have enough Star Trek to go back to, to to rewatch all that if I really need to. But I kind of had different hopes for this show. so I'm trying to like reset my expectation so that I'm not disappointed. Um, so with that in mind, like it wasn't a bad show. It was enjoyable. I found myself you know like like Chase had said that I had said earlier. I you know I actually enjoyed Boimler better. I I enjoyed Boim, Boimler and Mariner better in live action than I did in in animation, and I think it's just because animation is you know it's it's colorful, it's kooky, it's um, you know it, it's physics are suspended and all of that. So, you know, seeing them here, they're they're completely inappropriate for. Well, I guess they're ensigns, but still, I mean, they're, they're, it's it's like completely inappropriate for the hierarchy of a ship. But it was just kind of fun to see, I guess, in a way there. So I, I didn't, I didn't hate that. I think the moment with Pike was really good. I think the moment with Christine and the in the um, turbo lift was good. I even think the the stuff with pelia was good. So there, there's like there's like some really good stuff in here, but. You know again i just kind of found myself it's like god I, and this this wasn't even like the longest episode but i was like this could have been condensed down and i think i would have been fine with that too um but as far as a crossover episode it wasn't bad and i will say this it actually feels more rewatchable to me than some of the other episodes that like we've looked at so far because I have no need to really watch tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow again I really don't have any need to watch charades or lost in translation again not really or even the broken circle so I mean there's only really two episodes before this that I would actually really watch again like really make a, uh, an effort to watch again if I, if I wanted to so w- with it in mind that I actually probably would rewatch this again because there is some fun there um, I'm probably gonna go higher than both of you because I, I I think I feel the need to like give it some props with the understanding that I shouldn't be disappointed because this show is not what it, what I thought it was going to be, and that just has to be okay, I guess. That all sounds very judgy and disappointing. So, I'm just gonna go and say, I'm gonna give it just a uh, 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 a non-disappointed eight because I would rewatch it. Okay. All right.
0: So, Eric, it's been at least five minutes. Do you want to change your your rating?
1: No, I'm good.
0: Okay. Just want to give you the option, my dude. No, I'm so, so good. Okay. So uh, we still have, like, the little asterisk next to, to Eric's rating. Uh, we're, we're at 7. You can take eight. it off. Okay, I'm good. I'll take, off. I'll take it off. The, the yeah that. Uh, all right, so we have a 7, an 8, and a 7.4, which gives this episode an average rating of a 7.46 um, compared to, what, the 9.3, I think, that's currently trending um, with the IMDB rating. Is that, I think that's what you said, right, Eric? Nine point
2: three, yeah. Yep. Man,
0: nine point three—that's basically what we gave at Astra Peraspera. or Aspera. Sorry, per Peraspora. Wow. Mm-hmm. See, that, I, I disagree with that. I don't. I mean, I, a, I
1: get that I get IMDB
0: it, rating, but I don't
1: agree with it. I get Equality of Mercy is nine point two on IMDB. I get that. I don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whew. Guys, we have
0: three episodes left, and because of this being um, a surprise drop over the weekend, that means that the release schedule has been moved up a week. Also, now so we're doing we're going to end a week earlier, and I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, like. I mean I'm glad I think that you know we're going to be getting through it sooner question mark but like also knowing that it's going to be uh, a good amount of time before we get season 3 because of the strikes going on.
1: So yeah. Mhm. But we got we got a new we got a new track to look forward to we not do. too long after.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean there's there's the lower decks part and then of course um discovery um
1: shortly thereafter or potentially shortly thereafter i would expect i would expect it to, to drop in like january probably probably
0: i should, i really want us to have um prodigy um season two dropping i mean we already got yeah, like those episodes well, in the when can.
1: when and where it's exactly. not happening on paramount plus
0: exactly unless they are feeling very forgiving and decide to just roll with it. So anyway, well, that's, that's that no Twitter poll. Unfortunately, it was just, everything just happened too quickly with this one to really do much of anything. So, um, that's it. We have three episodes left, uh, for, for this season of strange new worlds. And it just, I feel like we just started this dang thing. Um, Anyway, well, as usual, guys, I wanted to just say thank you uh, for talking Trek with me. And um, anyways, hope all you in listener land um, enjoy what we had to say, too. And really hope that y'all enjoyed um, this episode. You know, like, regardless of the rating, like, I hope you had a good time watching it, at least, experiencing the story. I mean, these are, like, almost arbitrary numbers, but, like, we're we're trying to be objective in our thoughts, but... Of course, let us know what you thought of the episode and um, your experience with it, like what your favorite part was, um, you know, and would you have preferred this have been like a Lower Decks episode compared to a Strange New Worlds episode in terms of like where it's housed? Uh, let us know. Get in contact with us. Um, you know, enter in accordance to trtvpod at gmail.com. And um, of course, you can also send us a voice-only transmission, 817-752-4757. Remember, there's a three-minute limit. So uh, watch out um, before someone else comes through the line. Um, Other than that, if you want to mail us something, you know, like a saddle that we can do the Riker maneuver on, we'd love that. Uh, (laughs) Lone Star Station, PO Box 2455, Azle, Texas 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, remember to boldly go and make it so.